T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I had like a Fred Flintstone moment in the airport where I was like, bat, 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 bat. I was just plotting out my trip to Vegas. It was awesome. What's a Fred Flintstone moment? When, but didn't, don't you remember that episode where Fred like got into gambling and he kept saying, bat, 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 bat. Don't play for a nickel if you want to bet. Bat, 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 Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 670 score. Told you. Oh, wow. We had a lot of texters who, yeah, I know. Uh, who also jumped I, aboard. Most I friends. almost feel bad now being pelted by texters that I didn't remember <laughs> that episode of the Flintstones. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Very awesome. That you have um, that memory that is indelibly <laughs> etched into your brain. How could I, as a little kid, I don't know, got addicted to that idea. Did I even know what gambling was? I don't know. Obviously, you did. It Obviously, left a mark. It was Dustin's influence. Uh, we should have asked, uh, and maybe next week, we should have asked Chelly about Yamir Yager. He's 51 today, and he is still playing. He plays in Czechoslovakia. I believe he owns the team. Yep. But 51, and he's still playing. And not only is he still playing, he's scoring goals. Wow. And he scored his 1,000 and 99th career goal overtaking Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> I guess there's a worldwide chart of goal scoring in, in leagues that are compiled. And he is now, he turns 51 today. Yeah. And he scored for the Cladno Knights in the Czech right? League. Yeah. So, yeah, good for Yama Yager, who played as recently as 2018 in the NHL. And did well. And did well. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, we will ask Chelly about that next week because I think that – Yama Yager will still be 51 next week and still be <laughs> old and successful and still on the ice. So yeah. that'll be a lot of fun. A lot of stuff going on. I want to get to um, Molly. Hey. We, we had Barry Trammell on. Yes. To talk about Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. We ran out of time before asking him about Porter Moser, your guy, our guy, former Loyola coach now at Oklahoma. Big win for the Sooners last night. Yeah. Over Kansas State. The problem with that with the Sooners is they that, that's their schedule. They play these top ten teams every bloody well, game. Well, it's a big twelve. 
It's the big Welcome 12. to the toughest league in yeah, America this yeah. year. And, and Porter, God bless them. That's a good they're, win. They're 13 and 13 now. They're 500. Yeah, they're yeah. flirting uh, with respectability. I think earlier in the week, it was Monday, he had to address the rumors that were out there about him pursuing the Notre Dame job. And when he did that, he left no doubt, <laughs> as only Porter can. I mean, the Porter, Motor, Porter Moser is emphatic as a rule, and he was emphatic in denying his interest in the Notre Dame job. He's called it unequivocal that he did not pursue it. That's a false report saying, I pursued it, wow. nor do I want to. I am home. And he continued. He said, I'm a Catholic kid from Chicago. I have a lot of respect for that university. That said, I have no interest. Oklahoma is my home. The Sooners are my home. Well, I mean, he did move there. He left the Ramblers, and, you know, you had to. He had a great offer, and it's a – Good job, and um, I, it, it disappoints me because I like him, and it'd be great if he was at Notre Dame. I, yeah, but me we too. Should, we should talk to him. We should talk to him in the I next think so. couple weeks and see how worth, he's doing. Especially with March around the corner. Yes. What seeing, a tough conference, man. It's tough to make the tournament in that league now because yeah. of how tough your, your regular season schedule is. So it would be nice to talk to Porter Moser, who is he's got a big challenge at Oklahoma. Football school. Tough conference Kansas, and still Baylor, Kansas State. I mean, think about it. They, they, it's it, relentless. Playing, it's it is relentless. No question about so it. So Notre Dame may have to go back to. I don't know how much they were considering Porter Moser. It would have been a great uh, shot for them. I, I know what I would do if I were Jack Swarbrick at Notre Dame. Oh, uh, this is interesting. Well, I, if I expressed this theory before. Well, well, Mike Bray is retiring. Yes, he is taking that job. To, to heights it's never experienced before in terms of consistency. Digger felt with due respect, it's just a different it's, – it's tougher now. But I think that if you're looking for a big-name hire, if you're looking for you know somebody who could come into that program and, and take it to the next level in the ACC, I would at least explore, if I'm Jack Swarbrook, how interested Billy Donovan might be in returning to college coaching. Because I don't know what his future holds in Chicago. We just talked to Barry Trammell – he, we're asking about Billy Donovan because of what hasn't gone right with the Bulls. The Bulls are one of the more disappointing teams in the NBA. He just signed a new extension, though, right? Didn't we don't know the terms that? of that. Okay. They, they kept it in a drawer for months. Right. And it's the NBA. Do you think – how secure no. do you think Billy Donovan's job is if the Bulls fall out of the playoffs? How secure is AK's? How, how secure is anybody's job yeah. as an NBA head coach? I, I know. And that's my point is that if you are – Jack Swarbrick, and you're looking for a, a legitimate, credible head coach at the college level to, to lead your program to the next step. And if you're Billy Donovan and you might be frustrated by your most recent experience in the NBA, not that he would, and he, I'm sure that he probably is, is thinking that he can win in Chicago. And you know what I think of him. I hope he stays here for a long time. I would explore the possibility, though, if I'm the, uh, a decision maker at Notre Dame, how interested would he be? What would it take to get him? Is there any sort of soft landing in South Bend if that were the case? I, I, I would be surprised if he were interested in it, frankly. I mean, I would just be surprised. Me too. Because, you know, there's Wouldn't you ask, thing though? being in Florida. I think it's a great idea. Would you ask him? Well, it would give him, if he feels like, um, like things are going awry, it would give him an exit without you know it would be a wonderful exit to have but i just don't know i i i um i think i would be more conventional and look for a coach on the rise like a younger coach on the rise kind of guy i don't know 
I could be wrong. Um, very funny text here from Scott in Oak Park. Apparently, I said Czechoslovakia. It's now the Czech Republic, and Slovakia is a different country. So he says, Czechoslovakia, are you sure Yager isn't playing in the USSR <laughs> or the Ottoman Empire or the Holy Roman Empire? <laughs> I stand corrected, Scott. Very well, funny. What was it called when uh, Fred Flintstone was around? Yeah, I don't know. The prehistoric I believe era. it was called... <laughs> Check, 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 check. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Things Nicely that, played. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty funny. That's very funny stuff there. Um, yeah, I, you know, we've had people suggest that they fire Billy Donovan. So I don't believe that's the answer. But I think that Billy searching for Russell Westbrook and all that he brings, which is discomfort to, to those around him, right? I, I mean, he, Russ is a very proud, uh, hardworking guy. But he's not the entity he once was. There's 25 games left. Right. How big, how quickly is he going to make an adjustment to new teammates? He's a force of nature when he walks into any locker room. He may get along with everybody famously, and it might be a great experiment. But it is an experiment. And I don't know that anybody can look to that to save the season. It will change maybe the course of the final, you know, 20 games or so because he may have an impact and – just because the sheer force of his personality, but let's be realistic about what to expect. And so in that context, you wonder if you get to the end of the season and the Bulls are out of the playoffs. <laughs> I'm in the we, – we may be in the minority, but I would look at this as a bigger problem with what the front office has given Billy Donovan to work with more than what, how, the way Billy Donovan has worked with what he's got. I just – I mean, here's the problem. Like, you're right. They could easily fall out of the play-in. Out of the play-in. They are right now. I know. 11th. I'm just saying that that could hold up because this has been a pretty bad team. The fear would be that if indeed that goes on, um, you're, looking at, you're looking at a team, then what do you do? I mean, how do you, how do you rebuild on the fly? What, what do you do with Vooch? What are you going to do? You know, DeMar DeRozan has another year left. You got $215 million that you've given to Zach Levine. How do you get better following that? Is, is Lonzo Ball still part of your plan whenever he comes back? We're expecting, won't they, won't they announce he's done for the year at some point? I think at the All-Star break, it's probably okay. the, the timing that they uh, would look to. It might get, what are we going to do? How are we going to treat that news with a shrug? Because nobody expects him to come back anyway. And, and I mean, at some point, you got to look at it and say, you know, this is on a much smaller level as disappointing as a team put together by the Brooklyn Nets, right? You had this great three-headed monster that was going to lead you to glory, and now they're all gone. And the Bulls had three guys they thought they could build a team around, and I don't know what happens now. I mean, when they traded for Vooch, it was like, wow, oh, they're going to make the playoffs. Look at this. It's a big push. Then you, you kind of get to a playoff series last year, and it fades away like this. They, the, the first half of last year, as it turns out, is the aberration. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think when you look at the postseason, Vooch, they want to resign him. He's an unrestricted free agent. Do you bring him back? I don't know if that's a good idea. DeRozan, can you trade him? His value will be diminished at the end of the season just because of his age. And what do you do with Zach Levine, who you just committed all of that money to over the long haul? So 
you're at a crossroads in this offseason if you're out of the playoffs or if even if you get into the playoffs, do you see them winning a series? I just don't know where you are except for you seem to be stuck in NBA purgatory. You're right in the middle again. And so that's not a place you want to be, and I don't know how you get out of it. It'll take some creative roster building to do so. You can't really look to the draft for that. No. So it's very difficult, and I think then you start to project. And that's the only thing is that if you are if you are Billy Donovan, what part do you play in yeah. you know contributing to that future, your – what, what do you want in your next roster? Because this one looks like it's flawed and it's lacking some things that, that just don't give him a chance on a nightly basis to put a, a modern NBA team on the floor. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't know what the answer is, David. I mean, that's the problem. And I, I, it, it occurs to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not sure the Bulls know what the answer is because look what they did at the trade deadline. They said, okay, we'll just keep trying this. And and what happened after that? Four straight losses. So they're on tonight here on the score five thirty five forty five I believe is the uh, is the uh, pregame, and then you can uh, listen to the Bulls, watch the Bulls, whatever. I got to tell you, it's a pain. It's a real. It's a very difficult thing to do because they've been so bad. They what did you say? Ninety one points. They've been. They haven't been able to score more. Three than of the last four games the last that they four. have lost, all four. Three Come of them on, they man. haven't scored beyond ninety-one points. And they got no Demar Derozan, and the and you know maybe no Caruso if Caruso will play. They got to find a way. This is this is they one of those games win this you game. got to find a way. Yeah, the Bucks tomorrow night aren't going to be sympathetic at all, and so they're going to want to go into the All Star break with a little momentum. Yeah, everyone does. And then the next time the Bulls play, they could go eighteen days between victories, and that's assuming they can take care of the Nets. Uh, next week, I, I just don't know what to look to because the Will Will Purdue was right when he facetiously said that you know AK wanted consistency. He's got it. <laughs> He's got it, but not the kind that he implied. And you know, I'm I'm very curious. Do you believe that a um, that a that a addition? A, a, you know, a, and we have these we have these problems in sports and in sports towns where. You know, I call it Beowulf complex, where we believe there is some entity from the outside that can come in and defend us and be our hero. And we, but that that is a very but difficult thing you to are, have. You happen. always say that, but isn't that just the nature of pro sports? I, I mean, it's not necessarily people kind of trying to. Uh, I I always think that creative solutions are things you have to be willing to to look at. If you're stuck, like the Bulls are stuck, and I and I think that, what else would you? Isn't that better than than just standing pat and doing nothing? Um, you know, they missed the opportunity to make that move. Now you're looking for like an older, broken down player to come in and convince these guys to play harder. Right. That's what. That's what you're. If you're talking about Pat Beverly. If you're talking about uh, Russell Westbrook, you're talking about guys that are on the back end, finished up, and hey, you know, you know how to win. Why don't you come in here and tell everyone how to do it? Shouldn't Demar Derozan know that already? Shouldn't Vooch know that already? Zach should know that. Zach These guys are professional it. athletes. Yeah, they shouldn't need. I agree. An instigator. But we we are talking about this as if uh, you know, oh, that's the guy. Oh my God. 
because he competes every night. Again, this team, this is a dead arse team. This is the but, the basketball answer to the Chicago White Sox of last season. No doubt about it. And that's our outside perspective, which I think is is valid. But if you're a coach, and you know how this is, you're in a bunker, and you're worried about the next game, and then yep. you're worried about the next series. And you know what? You're watching tape of a team that consistently is disappointing you. Yes. So when you're asked about something that would change that reality, even for 24 hours, even for 48 hours, even for the next week, you're going to, I think, latch onto that idea and explore it until it's a bad one, until you conclude that it's a bad one. And I think with Billy Donovan, given his history with Russell Westbrook, he probably thinks, gosh, anything, anything Anything. now, throw me a lifeline. Give me a guy that wants to play. Give me somebody that's going to respond to coaching because this group clearly isn't. No, they're not. So I think that's part of the context when you talk about why why they would be willing to even entertain this possibility and why Billy Donovan would be willing to talk about somebody that he probably shouldn't be talking about. But I think that if he could get the guy to come here, and and this is this is my maybe dumbest take ever, but if you could get that guy to come here, there's still part of me that believes they could compete for the playoffs. I know that sounds insane, but maybe if there was a change of of, of chemistry within the locker room, and I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know if everyone's mad well, at Zach. You're speaking I don't know. from experience. You see it all the time. Yeah, You see it all the time in pro sports. You see somebody added coming back from a injury. Somebody traded at a deadline, make an impact. Maybe this is a signing that gives you a 10 to 12 game bounce and you are 8 and that's 4 instead need. of 5 and yeah, 7. That's all they need. Well, that may be all they need to sneak into the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. And then if they get hot, you never know. So I, right. I understand the logic there, which is why I don't think we can just – Summarily dismiss, dismiss it. it. Yeah. But it is it is it is a fairly desperate idea. It is. It's till it's yeah. tilting at windmills. It's it's a little yes, bit uh, crazy to consider. It's right. uh it shows you how awful they have been that this is what we believe well, now will help. We didn't think we'd be in the spot. No. With the Bulls. You thought they'd be heading into the all star break, maybe with uh, a couple guys back on the all star team. With the, with the team that's among the top four in the Eastern Conference, capable of doing anything with the right sort of finish in, in the season. But, no, we're talking about a team on the outside looking in, taking uh, a desperate approach to, to the rest of the season and not having any sort of certainty about the future. 312-644-6767. I just fear that we're going to come in here tomorrow and be talking about the same thing that happened the last time out, the time before that, the time before that, and the time before it's that. It's possible. We also will be talking about the White Sox. Let's talk next about what you'll hear from Rick Hahn today. All right. We'll do that next. Mully and Hall on the score. Great Thanks. signing, Rick Hahn. <laughs> Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. So it all begins today for the White Sox uh, it is uh, pitchers and catchers reporting, and we're expecting to hear from Rick Hahn at about 1245 this afternoon in Chicago. Um, and so that's, what, 1045 out there. And, um, and the big news is that, uh, is that Mike Clevenger, who um, is under investigation by uh, MLB in their, you know, over their their uh, domestic uh, violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy 
is going to be uh, in camp and with the White Sox. Um, the um, the White Sox say that they were not aware of the allegations when they signed Clevenger. Apparently, the allegations were uh, were around MLB long enough that he played the the second half of the 2022 season and into the playoffs uh, before becoming a free agent and signing with the White Sox. And then about a week after that is when they actually found out that he was under this investigation. He knew. He knew. He had to have known. Well, of course he knew. But how would he not know? He's under investigation. How does that not come up? Well, apparently he didn't spill it. So they had to figure it out on their own, and they didn't. And I'll be very curious if uh, to find out if Rick Hahn is asked today, uh, why did you sign a guy that was under this policy? Now, according to MLB, according to the Players Association, there is um, there is no – they are not allowed to talk about who's under investigation for what. So the Sox went and signed a guy without sure. knowledge that he was under they, – they've said that, that they didn't know this was going on. Now it is going on, and you want to know, well, why didn't they get rid of the guy? Well, apparently – if they were to release him now, that would be grounds for a grievance from Mike Clevenger, and they would lose the one-year $12 million deal, which, again, I mean, well, maybe— MLB maintains sole authority to discipline in this case right now. Yes. What we don't know is that what the Sox knew when they signed him, they're saying they didn't know the extent to which he was being investigated. I— we can debate on whether they should have or shouldn't have, but what is not debatable today is a very bad look for the White Sox. You've got a new manager who represents a new start, optimism, energy, intensity, all of the things that are required and all the things you want to hear from your new manager that's, that's representing change. And then you've got the very familiar feeling of, disappointment when you see Rick Hahn having to explain what the White Sox are doing with a pitcher who's accused of such heinous things. And yeah, you have to have the presumption of innocence, but also let's not be naive here. They've got to protect themselves from, you know, what, what having him represent them implies or says about what they are as an organization. So it's very difficult to thread that needle. But you've got to try. We haven't heard from the White Sox yet. That's what I think bothers yes. a lot of people. I think it's understandable. We have not heard them try to explain this. And so today is the first opportunity. Try to keep an open mind into what we're going to hear from Rick Hahn. But it's very disappointing that they are in this spot to begin with. And, I mean, listen, it's disappointing from a Sox standpoint. It's disappointing from a Major League Baseball standpoint. I mean, I, I understand – oh, we're not allowed to say anything, we can't re- reveal any of this information, they've got to come up with some change of policy so they can let a team know you might not want to sign that guy right now. Who are now. they protecting? I, are they're, they're, well, they're protecting their relationship with the, with the MLBPA. I, I know that, yeah. but I'm saying that these rules exist, and I get it, but in a case like this, couldn't, shouldn't there be some sort of mechanism, some sort of system in place to where – if you're going to invest $12 million into somebody, at some yeah. point in time, yeah. you would think that the people investigating these players yes. for the – especially given the nature of these allegations, the accusations are for domestic and child abuse. Yes. 
they're disgusting details that require an investigation. Shouldn't somebody be able to share that information before a team invests and finds himself in this predicament? Well, J- James Feigen wrote in The Athletic that that the the vehicle that is used is administrative leave, right? So the you put players on administrative leave when these sort of issues pop up. And and you know, this certainly happened with Trevor Bauer and Marcelo Zuna and Starlin Castro, but James says that um that the difference here is that all that was done because new information uh, and allegations came to light, and this is not the case because Clevenger pitched, as we said, the rest of the 2022 season with the Padres and went into the playoffs while they were looking into the allegations. So they had not, or they have not, completed their investigation, and so the White Sox then go into free, and that's a long time. This is taking a long time. It's taking a long time. And they go into this, and they sign him, and then apparently are made aware of these allegations, and it wasn't until the athletic wrote a story that the rest of us kind of learned about it. Right, the the, um, the woman in question talked to two athletic re- uh, reporters, and um, a- and she you know revealed her identity and and what had happened in her uh, from her viewpoint, and included you know uh, apparently him throwing chew at uh, their child. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just awful. I mean, it's just an awful. The allegations are awful. Um, the fact that the Sox signed this guy without knowing about it is awful. And I, and I don't. I mean, again, I I would like to know. I mean, you're supposed to do your due diligence. You're supposed to figure out what the issues are with someone before you put that stamp of approval. This is a guy that we want on our team. And and I mean, there, that, there was the all the money. all sorts of dodgy stuff out there. Well, I, but I'm well, saying, my, my Clevenger, there is not a, exactly a, a Boy of, Scout. Not exactly. Even without this investigation, yes. you would have to, I would think, do more due diligence to find out exactly what kind of person are you bringing into your organization. And, and again, it is twelve million dollars, and they probably don't want to lose the money. So instead, we're going to see this guy preparing for the season in a White Sox uniform starting today. You're going to see him. And like finally, it or not. finally, there will be questions asked of Rick Hahn. And, they, and we began the conversation asking what we expected to hear from Rick Hahn. And, and I said to you this morning, and I will repeat it again, I don't believe we're going to get any kind of clarity at all about the situation. I think Rick is going to basically say that he's not allowed to talk about it. And I'm, and I'm sure he's well, not fine. allowed to talk fine. about it. But don't sound like a victim. Don't sound like you are helpless. Don't sound like you are uh, in a position that you that, could cut him and lose twelve million dollars and have a grievance or whatever. But, it, but 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 you don't want to have him come across today or try to come across as a sympathetic figure caught in MLB's bureaucracy web. I don't want that because they are. Isn't he though, in a certain sense? I mean, again, I blame MLB as much as the White Sox. Should they have done more due diligence? Yes, but shouldn't there be some mechanism where MLB? Let's their teams know well, you might want to hold yes, off on this. But if your first answer to your question is yes, then I don't think you can feel sorry for them. Yeah, there should be better ways to figure out bef- uh, what's, what you're do- doing before you commit $12 million to this guy who's accused of these things. But 
if you think they should have known more by just doing more, uh, a more of a exhaustive research or background check into this guy's character, then I don't want him to come off as some sort of victim today. But, but David, I, I think that the MLB policy is they can't release that information and they've cautioned people not to release it. So even if you are calling up people in San Diego and, hey, what's the real story here? Why is this guy willing to take this contract? Um, you could hear nothing. You could get, you know, maybe they made the calls, my point. And, and I'll be curious to see what Rick I can't Conn tell you say. officially, uh, I can't really comment officially on the record about this, but let me say this uh, do some more digging. You're on the right track. Uh, don't you think somebody could say that? I mean, come on, it's common sense. These are I, conversations. If you were way. trying to hire a, a coach or something, wouldn't you want to know everything about? People that before you bring them in, aren't there ways to say something without saying something? You know, there's, again, there's, if you're looking hard enough. Well, you gotta be. You gotta. I, I don't be, know. You gotta I, be I, completely I, laser focused, tuned in to understand if someone's even giving you a hint at something. I don't want to be unfair. I yeah, don't want to jump to a conclusion. I'm don't. not trying to. It's a very difficult job to do to do it well and do it right, and all these things. And that nobody is perfect. But come on, isn't there a way they could have found out there's something going on here before they write a check and invest $12 million on somebody with not the greatest background in terms of just being a team guy? He's already raised red flags before this investigation without these details. Wouldn't you already be cautious about Mike Clevenger, major leaguer? I would be. I mean, and so if you're MLB, I, and I hear you. I, I just, I, I hear you. I'm just trying to be fair to Rick Hahn, you know, whether I should I, be or not. No, because, we should always be. Yes, we should always yes. be fair. We should always be professional. But I think it always comes down to this when we're talking about it and trying to be objective, has that person earned the benefit of your doubt? Has that person or organization been in a situation before that you think it's it's safe to assume? They did perform their due diligence. I don't know if the White Sox are in a position where you trust them and they have earned the benefit of the doubt. It's all about cynicism and skepticism the last couple of years when it comes to the White Sox. 312-644-6767. Brian is in Peoria with a good question. Hey, Brian. Good morning, guys. Uh, you talked about the police report being made. How come the police haven't done anything in this investigation that's been going on with the MLB since last summer? Maybe there's no there there. Um, well, I don't know about that. Is there a police report? Is it, it did this? Did the woman go to the police or did she go to the to MLB? MLB is looking into it. So um, we have a texter saying MLB has nothing to do with this. How could they have nothing to do with it? They're investigating the guy since the, since last MLB year. MLB has everything to do with this, of and course. that's why the White Sox have been mum. At least that's what we're assuming. Right. As as far as there's no there there, that is a possibility in all these cases. What makes you stand up and take more notice or just notice this at all and you give it a little bit more weight is because the alleged victim was willing to come forward and identify herself. This isn't Jane Doe. This isn't somebody making an anonymous accusation. This is somebody that came forward with details, with a, a narrative, with incidents, and putting her name behind what she is saying in a reputable publication, The Athletic. So I think that gives it weight. The 
uh, yeah. police getting involved, the civil action which may be coming next. Who? We, those are details and questions we can't quite answer. But I do think that it get, gets your attention and you take it seriously because of the length she went to to get this out there. I, I think MLB, though, is doing no favors to the White Sox by not having this done before the start of training camp. You know, I'm sure well, I agree with, they were I agree hoping that. that this would be resolved by then. And they now what are we doing? Now the clock is reset, and we're hoping by the beginning of the season. So what what happens then? If, if there is no conclusion to whatever their investigation is, it, then – he opens the season with the White Sox. He plays the season with the White Sox. Is that it? Yes, that is it. Unless okay. you'd make a decision as an organization that you're not going to stand for that. So we're going to hear from Rick Hahn today. I wonder if we'll hear from Michael Clevenger today. And I feel bad for the teammates who we inevitably will hear from who because they're going to be asked about this distraction. They might not even know the guy, right? I mean, I'm just saying. It doesn't matter. If you're covering the White Sox, oh, are no. you not going to ask a player about oh, Michael Clevenger? I, I'm sure you're going to have to. That's going to be I, among I, the first things I you want to know. Yeah. How does this create a distraction? Because you have a new manager that's talking about change and intensity and energy and staying healthy. Oh, oh by the way, what about that second baseman and right fielder and, and catching situation? No. All of the conversation is about this pitcher that you signed for $12 million and this giant distraction you can't avoid. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be fascinated to listen to Rick Hahn. I just have a feeling that he's not – either he's not allowed to or he's not going to be uh, talking much about this this particular issue. And frankly, it is the first day of spring training and Clevenger is there and he's wearing a Sox uniform. This has to be the number one issue on everyone's mind, right? Yes. This is the story of the day. This is the story of the day. I'd be surprised if we get any resolution to it. Pitchers and catchers report. Lawyers can, too, if they wish. We need one. After today, we might need to talk to somebody to interpret what we hear. Right now, right now, we're going to give something away. Right now, be the sixth caller to the scores contest line. 312-540-0670. And you will win a pair of tickets to the Clark Kellogg, Clark Kellogg tip-off, the madness event at Rivers Casino on March 9th. you got to be 21 years old to attend. Tickets are on sale at riverscasino.com. We have talked to Clark many times. He's a great guy. I believe he played some basketball with the president at one point uh, <laughs> with Barack Obama. And, uh, and you can go there to, to Rivers Casino on March 9th and see him as he does his uh, tip-off to uh, the Madness event. It should be a a lot of fun. Uh, Looking forward to it. And right now, sixth caller to the contest line, 312-540-0670, will win a pair of tickets. All right, we've got, uh, I believe, Dan and Layla today. It's a Layla Wednesday. Woo-hoo! We'll talk to them next. It's Molly and Hall on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.